Bonjour and hello everyone. Welcome to Queer French Farmhouse, the podcast about being queer as an expat, living in France and renovating a house or, in my case, half a chateau. So this week's topic is role models and their importance and how role models actually like affect our lives and how it affected my life actually to have and not have role models as well because I think growing up as a queer kid it's different than to growing up as uh, um, I don't want to use the term normal but like heterosexual kid because um, yeah you have you look up to different people so And this brings me to my very own story of having or actually not having a role model because I grew up in the 90s, basically. I was born in the 80s. Most of my childhood happened in the 90s. My teens happened in the early 2000s. So I am 36 years now. Sometimes I forget how old I am. <laughs> so yeah, I'm 36. And um, so... Back then in Germany, there weren't many people like out there, like especially people that I could relate to. There was the odd kind of like queer character that everybody was sort of making fun of, but it wasn't a single person that you could actually relate to and be like, oh, this person is queer as well. This person is saying that all of this is so normal and that what I'm going through is actually like nothing because it is just my rite of passage as I would call it maybe just like every kid growing up you know it's like I remember yesterday I was sitting in the car and we were actually my boyfriend and me we dropped off his friend in Angoulême um, which is the city that has the, the TGV um, station so you can go From there, basically, all the high-speed trains leave to um, Paris and to Bordeaux. So, um, and she was going back to the Netherlands. And um, so we dropped her off at the station. And eventually we were going back, like, we did, uh, like, all our chores in Angoulême. Because when you're in the big city, when you're living on the countryside, you, you actually want to make most of the big city and, like, get all the stuff that you can't get here. So we bought lots of tofu, but that's a topic for a different show. Um, yeah, so uh, we were on the way back and I really wanted to, wanted to play him a song that actually was like somehow important in my early years as a child. There was this singer, she was called Basia and she's a Polish woman. I think she immigrated into the States And uh, my, my aunt, who lives in the States, absolutely adores her, or adored her. I mean, that's at least that's what I think she did. <laughs> like, I don't know. Maybe I'm also telling something wrong. Maybe she will comment down below <laughs> tell me, like, oh, Amadeus, stop talking all this, like, nonsense about me. Um, but yeah. So, and there was this, there was this music, it was like a very like 80s music, I think for her first album came out in my birth year, 87, so it's like very kind of like late 80s, early 90s kind of music, not, not being like techno-y or stuff, like very like 
very 80s actually more than the 90s so um and there was this one cover of one of her albums which is sweetest illusion and there's you can google it actually basha so b-a-s-i-a sweetest illusion album and you'll find the cover art for that album and it's just her being rendered into a painting like and she's wearing this huge white dress and she has this really long black hair and looking over her shoulder she looks so gorgeous so gorgeous so that's what I imagined myself to be. <laughs> it's like as a kid growing up, I was like, oh my God, I just want to be like this. And um, I just want to look as fabulous as her. And um, yeah, somehow, the, I mean, I guess like that was already a sign of uh, like that I'm different. I'm, I'm not like upper kids. So I was yearning to be that woman of a CD cover looking over her shoulder and her long black hair and like her huge white and I think the top is also black dress uh, I don't know let me take a quick sip of coffee while I sip on my coffee I have two things that I want to talk to you about or tell you about one is my BNB business that I'm starting here in the 14th of August in France. So you can book your stay with me if you go to ledemichateau.com and I will leave the link in the show notes. And it's a queer-friendly, beautiful part of Charente, I would say. I mean, I don't know if the whole part of Charente is queer-friendly, but my place is. And uh, on the other hand, I wanted to recommend you my YouTube channel. We, you can also find it on Le Demi Chateau, if you enter Le Demi Chateau on YouTube. And it's a channel in German about DIYs and my life and friends. And now I'll let you keep on listening to this podcast. So she was like kind of an... And I wouldn't even say she was a role model because she did nothing. I mean, she was she was she's not queer. She's not like you know. It's like I think it was it was the point like this kind of point of re revelation for yourself as well when you actually like understand like oh I'm I think I'm different than the other kids. Um, so, and then I was I think I was all always like hoping to interpret something or I was interpreting a lot like I was I was trying to be like oh this star must be like something like me or this like celebrity probably is gay or bi or lesbian or whatever and then like I think it was it was like around that time when Ellie McBeal was big in the states and um I was like really addicted to it as a teen and um, I think that was like my like late teenage years or like not really like, like mid teenage years it must have been and Portia de Rossi so Ellen DeGeneres uh, wife was was cast in that and that's when all of this came about and everybody was like oh Ellen DeGeneres is dating Portia de Rossi and it was like a huge thing back then like I remember at least I mean at least it was like this in Germany uh, maybe also because I was like yeah, I was more related to that kind of queer kind of news so maybe it also didn't make it to like any kind of like heterosexual platform whatever so that was like the first like queer character for me that I kind of remember who was like oh she's this really really 
cool woman and she came out and she's like she's out there and she's doing her thing she can do her jobs and everything and like yeah I think then in ballet it started more and more to I or I started more and more when I started ballet to see like oh there's so many guys who are actually like and it's a misconception also I will have to say that everybody who dances or there's like a huge ratio of gay people in dance because I would say it's it isn't like a huge ratio it is yeah it is a bit more maybe but still I wouldn't say like I've been in companies I've worked in a company in Poland where out of 40 people I was the only like out person but I'm not sure maybe maybe also like I I wasn't the only queer person but um in the end, I was just like, yeah, I was the only one. <laughs> so, um, so I think it's like going all the way back to childhood and like like having like those people in front of you. I think it's really important to have like somebody to look up to, because if you don't, it's like you're kind of swimming or you can't relate to someone else's story. And that's also one of the reasons why I'm like doing this podcast and why I really want to give this so much importance because I think for young people um, who are queer, it's really important to have like a diverse kind of spectrum of queer people who are out there, who are doing their thing, who are not hiding, you know? It's like, I'm not hiding that I'm queer. I'm living in a small village in the French countryside. I walk hand in hand with my boyfriend. I kiss my boyfriend on the street. It's like, I don't care. It's like, you better accept me. And I want to also set an example for other queer people and especially like younger queer people to be like it's okay it's it's okay to be you and the world accepts so many other things it's like it's it's just like pure ridiculous what what's happening sometimes just because we don't fit in somebody's um way of life it doesn't mean like i'm not forcing anyone to to be queer it's like it's like so silly but I think it's always the fear of the fear of like losing your masculinity the feel fear of losing your rights which is like totally like all of this is very irrational you know but I do think that it's really important that we're out there and I think also like that that people who do handy stuff are also like I still see there's like not many people um, not many queer people in, in, in the handy world, like I talked in my last episode, and I think, or openly queer, and I also think that um, women are also not, like, well represented in that area, you know? It's like it's like people who who actually do a lot. Like, I follow this one girl, and uh, I'm giving a huge shout-out to her because I just really... I adore the stuff she's doing. Like, really, I follow her. I've been following her for over a year now, I think, on her YouTube channel. And she's now also launched launched a podcast. So if you're interested in, like, like crafting DIY kind of podcasts and also, like, it's not really crafting. It's, like, DIY. She does. She renovated 
a house in Texas on her own. Like, yeah, she had some contractors to do some stuff, but she did a lot of work her on her own. And she's just so talented and so passionate. And she's just rocking this whole world. And she actually just did an episode, I think with her mom, where she talks about like all these things of this less represented like women in this area in this field and her name is uh, McKenna and um, you can find her on YouTube with uh, at XO McKenna she has a vlog and then she also has like her DIY channel and I will try to give you the link for her um, podcast also with my own two hands it's called um, in my show notes so yeah it's just like really like go you like really she's she's amazing and i do think it's people like this who we need to be out there to do the things they do to actually inspire other people and to give them hope to give them like yeah to to show them the way that there's there's so many different ways of living your life and all of them are valid as long as you're not hurting anyone and I do believe that this is like really important and um, yeah coming back to the role models like I see how it is these days much easier for kids and I mean I'm not saying this because I envy kids these days it's like not at all it's like I am so happy that there's so many out queer people and we come in all shapes and sizes and all kind of manners and this is so beautiful. I wish I had this when I was growing up. Like all these people who are like there, who are positive about like their bodies, about their sexuality, about what they think, who they love. It's just like, it It just warms my heart so, so much to see how there is like, and I, I had this one thing where I was just like, and it happened at Pride in La Rochelle this year. So um, my boyfriend's best friend, they actually are um, with a trans man. He is a tattoo artist and he's just doing so freaking much for the trans community in La Rochelle. It's just unbelievable. Just like no words, like really so many kids that he just like basically he's such a huge role model for so many trans kids and it's just like it's just amazing to see all like you know how how he supports them and how he's there for them and it's just like wow I was I was really really impressed and I was just like not impressed as maybe the wrong word but I was really touched by how much work a person does to actually like give something back to the community and give something back to their community it was just like so heartwarming and there was this one moment when we all were standing before the parade started moving when we were talking and we were with some other queer kids that he's like he has like this little group of of trans and queer kids and um who also do, do like i think weekly meetups or monthly um we were all standing there and talking and then this one kid shows up 
it was just like crazy. I think like he was such a big inspiration and such a big idol for this kid that this kid almost fainted when he saw him. It was just like, oh my God. It was so, it was un unbelievably cute, but also unbe I, it touched me so much because I felt like, oh my God, this, this, like, he made such a difference in this kid's life and this kid might carry on, like, not doubting himself, not being afraid of the world, not thinking they're wrong, thinking they're, like, they're not part of society. And I think that's, like, that's, like, the best thing that we can give back to, to our queer community to say we're all out there and we've all been through here through, through all of this and I think that absolutely important and I keep uh, keep on repeating myself but it, it just is it just it absolutely is so I actually wanted to give you uh, some numbers and some studies um, on that and on like the visibility of queer people. I found one thing and I'm just going to read it out to you because I find like this pretty much sums it up. One notable study is the general social survey conducted in the United States. The GSS has included questions on sexual orientation since 1988, allowing for long-term comparisons. According to the GSS data, the percentage of individuals identifying as gay, lesbian or bisexual has shown a gradual increase over the years. For example, in 1988, around 2.8% of men and 1.4% of women identified as gay or bisexual. By 2018, these figures had increased to 4.9% for men and 7.7% for women. It's important to note that these figures reflect self-identification and may not capture the full diversity of queer experiences. Similar trends have been observed in other studies and surveys conducted in different countries, although specific figures may vary. Increased visibility, changing social attitudes, and greater acceptance and understanding of diverse sexual orientations have likely likely contributed to more individuals feeling comfortable identifying as queer or coming out. It is worth noting that studying sexual orientation and self-identification can be complex due to the factors such as social stigma, privacy concerns and cultural differences. Therefore, the numbers from these studies should be interpreted with caution and the actual prevalence of queer individuals may be higher than what is captured in the data. So you see, it's quite like the complex topic and it's like it's just a lot of information that goes in there and it's like it it does show you that that there's more people out there and more people like socially out there and they're there and being role models for other people and i think social media also like has done a lot for that uh in conclusion i would say it's unbelievably important to have someone to look up to to have a role model to have someone you can identify with um so that you kind of like yeah you can relate you can you can kind of hold on to this thought of this person might that no wrong <laughs> sorry it 
just the idea of that this person probably went through the same stuff that you're going through now and is there and maybe you can even get in touch with them it doesn't need to be like somebody like super celebrity you know it's like it can be someone that you know somebody who's just like a friend a neighbor uh whatever you know it's like but since visibility has been improved and there's much more people out there like us now like visibly out there i think it's gotten so much so much better and i think it's really important so if you have a queer kid it's like really think about it and um give it some thought and yeah support them in every single way you can and i will close this podcast for this week like that and i'll i'll just say i will leave you to it have a wonderful time wherever you are don't forget to subscribe to my podcast you can find me on instagram uh, on le demi chateau and you can also now book stays with me so if you go on my website leidemichateau.com which is l-e-d-e-m-i-c-h-a-t-e-a-u.com I hope I spelled that right <laughs> um, and I'll also leave a link in the show notes and then you, there you can book um, your stay with me I have for now I have two guest rooms that you can book there will be a third one popping up very soon and you will also see that I'm providing some retreats so if you want to come for a retreat then I'll also be happy to host you and also if you have ideas for retreats that you want to give yourself I'm very pleased to have you here and host your very own retreat with me um yeah Thank you very much for listening and I'm saying bisous and see you next week from the beautiful Charente in France. Bye bye.